This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International and the author of a new book, God's Global Grace Movement, Hope Rising from an Awakening in India. Pastor Singh is the director of SOM India, and he operates a unique network of churches that is continually expanding. It's in the thousands of home churches at this point, house churches. Their hope is that Jesus is the ultimate authority and they're under shepherds under his leadership. Now, Param, I think I'm saying that right, Yeah, is one of the people who is impacted by this growing network of house churches. He was part of a low caste and a low caste village and he was radically transformed by the gospel. David, tell me a little bit about his story. Yeah, you know, we're looking at uh, chapter seven of the issue that we talk about that has encouraged and strengthened God's truth, his word of one church, one pastor, and how they've experienced that all throughout India, different tribes, languages, and they come together as one. And, we, and I want to talk about that as a leadership principle today of scripture and what God does. Uh, when we know him and the family we walk in. And Param exemplifies the power of a transformed family and identity and having Christ as the head. And so uh, you hit on it. He's from a Hindu family. Uh, he represents much of the low caste in India who really represent the social structures that everybody knows their place and your place is determined by your birth. And so right from childhood, Mark, um, he learned that he was born to a low caste family and he wasn't equal to the other children. Uh, the Hindu belief system taught that he had come from the feet of the Hindu gods. So he was underneath the feet of Hindu gods. Mm -hmm. And so the Hindu philosophy ruled his life, his thought pattern, the way he conducted himself with villages and with other people. And even when somebody died in their community, he, they had to carry the dead body a long ways away because even for burial, they believed that if a low caste was buried with someone from the higher caste, that it would curse that body and the, and, the, and the family. Bottom line, no one from the higher caste would ever want to touch them, would whether they engage with them. And so he just constantly felt discrimination and he felt like he was the least of all, that he had no value, no worth. And he used to share in school. He wasn't able to ever sit with the upper caste students in the school. The lower caste students had to eat lunch at an undesirable place in, in school, a separate allotted place by school. So this is societal, cultural discrimination. And they weren't, weren't even at times uh, they were given official work from school that they had to clean the toilets. They were the only group in school that cleans toilets. So you can imagine how you felt on this playground, everything else. I mean, you weren't picked, you know, in the school team, right? Uh, you weren't played with. Yeah. So, yeah, right. you know, you can imagine how Param felt a deep pain in his heart. Um, he didn't have feel any value the way he was treated. And um, and he was taught that this was the generations before him and coming after him until they'd get reincarnated. So really, you can imagine, Mark, the hopelessness that could come in this mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Uh, but what but but hope comes to Param because one day then he meets, uh, you know, church planner and a, a proclaimer of the gospel. Uh, and, and this man took kindness on him. When I was away, spent time with him, and um, he had a Bible, and he and he and this person shared with him that no matter 
who you are in Jesus, that Christ brought absolute freedom and enjoyed equality with all people, even the host of heaven, with God and made a way to God. And he heard the story of the leper for the Bible. It really caught his attention. Mm -hmm. And one question struck him. He said, hmm. how could an outcast leper be brought back to the community after healing? Because remember, Christ not only healed him, but he made him clean, unacceptable. And so he was accepted back into the community of, of you know, Jews. And, and he said that he could not, he could see himself as a leper. And he wanted to be accepted and loved and cleansed like that. So he felt a great need to know this Jesus whom he spoke. And he said a few days later, after really meditating on this story, um, and he became convicted of how helpless and hopeless the situation was without Christ. And so the, the gospel came clear to him. And we said, with tears coming down my face, I acknowledged my sins. I surrendered my life to Jesus. And I joined the other believers where I experienced intimacy, respect, and honor that I had never experienced before with now what I what I knew was true brothers and sisters of Christ. I and he said, and at that moment I no longer felt broken, unequal, mm -hmm. and devalued. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. The the gospel has an incredible way and the gospel community has an incredible way of uh, making everybody equal because we're all unified in the person of Christ. Yeah. And so it doesn't twist up there. I just want to conclude where God brings him here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please keep going. So he says he feels like a child of God um, <clears throat> who is who is the Lord. He talked about how he, you know, it's important that he really sees a child of the God who created all things and that his father in heaven gives him joy. But, but what happened now is immediately he started having this incredible burden in his heart to serve the thousands, tens of thousands, we know millions really, in India, of broken people in his community of the low caste mm. who live bitter, less valued, and hopeless lives, he said. And as he prayed for a few months, he felt God call him to ministry, and he felt the uh, need to uh, undergo ministry training. As a result of his prayers, he said, the regional leader of the network we support over there, discipleship planting schools there, helped uh, him enroll in our schools, and he was trained and graduated he says, by the power of the Holy Spirit in 2018 and was commissioned. And he says, it was a, here's his words, it was a glorious experience in my life, gathering together with hundreds of brothers and sisters in Christ, celebrating God's great work was a feeling I will never forget. The Lord has already directed me to 10 villages in my area, wow. and I covet your prayers. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. It's incredible how God radically changes one person. He's able to reach so many communities for Christ. Hey, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what God is doing through this incredible church planning network in India. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. 
David, tell me more about Pastor Singh's network. It, it operates in a really different way. Tell me uh, a little bit about how he has structured this network of churches. Really, I mean, I think it's thousands of house churches at this point. Am, am I mistaken about that? It's a huge No, it's number. actually over 50,000 now. Oh, my they, they've started at churches, over a million believers. It's uh, phenomenal wow. what God That's has done. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So what, what really sets it apart? from other organizations. I mean, a million believers, that's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, we love to live by sight and, and and more than faith. And we grow in faith as we grow with the Lord. Uh, Pastor Singh's very mature in his faith and, and what the Lord's shown him and done his life. And it, so if in my experience, he has exemplified most powerfully what it really means to do ministry through relationships rather than organization. The organization's important. And you have to organize well for God's glory, and God loves all things uh, in order and decency, right? The Scripture tells us. But it's all based upon relationships. And what the, I mean by that is they they get to know one another. They look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. They see what God's doing, and there's gentleness and love for one another. They instead of judging person's sin, they help them walk through that, and you know, and help them what it means to overcome and trust. And and so that's I think the heart and power of leadership, Pastor Singh, that he's built it upon those relationships that God has put the spirit of him in us. And so we're connected by the same, you know, Lord, same baptism, same faith. Right, right. Well, tell me a little bit about how this organization of churches is structured. Um, It seems to me like you would need some structure for a million person movement. Yeah, and, and that's where actually people actually have to almost experience to see it because it sounds so trite, it sounds so spiritual, but it's it's a reality. Um, and I wish I could bring everybody, to, you know, meet some of these people to see this, but I'll do my best job to kind of flesh this out, Mark. Jesus is the head of the Indian Network, and and I mean that's in reality. They 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 verbalize that, they trust that. He's the CEO. Uh, the pastor, he is, uh, you know, he leads. And by the way, I think it's a, a good time. I want to say that uh, one of the things I'm, I'm, I rejoice that God showed me is CEO for me means uh, chief encouragement officer. And you're always generous to, you know, introduce me by my, um, my, my title there. But I want people to know that I, by hopefully if I'm doing my job, I'm encouraging people to understand their identity in Christ and, and know that he's the head of all this. And, and so what that looks like, Mark, is that uh, they always defer to the Word of God, of what has mm-hmm. Jesus put in His Word. They refer to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and they see when God is lifting someone up in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, they acknowledge that that's Christ in them. And so in that way, they're all on the same page or so in the book. Now, in that, they see that mm-hmm. God's given roles. I mean, Pastor Singh does lead that organization over there. He has uh, a dozen really strong leaders around him. He has a few hundred regional leaders uh, that help, you know, that the church plan is just getting started and uh, in the different villages. So it's all broken down and very well organized, but it's well organized because they have one pastor, Pastor Jesus, uh, Shepherd Jesus. So, you know, that's, I think that's points to the power uh, of the unit that they have as one flock there. Well, I've seen pictures come out of India. I haven't had a chance to go there yet. But one thing that's really striking is the lack of actual church buildings that they've really gotten the idea that the church is the assembly of God's people and not just 
uh, uh, building. Uh, how how is the culture there really centered around relationships rather than buildings and the stuff of ministry? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, as we look in the Word of God, the Greek word for church uh, is ecclesia, and it's really better probably translated today in English is congregation, because most people think of a church as either the building or the organization, but technically it means the people. And a better English word would be mm. congregation. Um, you could So you could take out of that word ecclesia, it means God's people that are set apart, that are made holy, that represent ultimately Him. And then when they come together in fellowship, that's the gathering of ecclesia. To, and that's what we do when we celebrate God's transforming work, and we worship Him together. That's the church. That's the congregation. And yeah, you're right. In Scripture, the focus of the church, Ecclesia, is the congregation. We see that when, in like in Corinthians 4.15, Paul mentions the congregation in Nympha's house. Um, you know, he doesn't mention Nympha's house as a church or, you know, denomination or whatever. He, he's talking about, again, if you read it carefully there, it's the people that are gathered in his house that make the the uh, the church and and so there's no emphasis in scripture about the building but it but buildings are filled up and so what i like to point out is probably our network has the most buildings in the world because what they've discovered <laughs> is that anytime someone comes to christ their home is now a church building <laughs> their business is now a church bu- you know building right. is and so it's the people are the congregation but whatever god's given to them they now use for god's glory mm-hmm. so that you know god's people are meeting everywhere all the time that's right and uh, so they have all kinds of buildings so they're not worried about the buildings they're just trying to bring god's transforming power to people well it seems like they've really gotten this idea of what we were trying to get across in the reformation you know before the reformation um, God's word was in the hands of priests and popes and bishops and those kind of church leaders. But it seems like we've really uh, taken God's word and handed it to the people. Matter of fact, these low caste people in many cases. Uh, tell me a little bit about the discipleship efforts and how people are learning to feed themselves God's word. Yeah, well, Param's story really em- emphasized the contrast there. I mean, Pram. Uh, was shown that he was the lowest of low. God didn't care about him. He was the gods would step on him, those those people. And now he discovered that he has direct access to Pastor Jesus through the word of God hmm. and that every believer is a priest. In India, the priestly caste is uh, the highest caste. And now God, he, here the father of the universe has promoted him and the locusts all the way to be preached before God, wow. that God is jealous for them. He loves them. And that and that's transforms life that we heard a story that now he felt called to, to become trained and to bring the message of the gospel to other locust people. Hmm. That's an incredible story. Well, hey, we want to encourage you to step out and becoming a better leader right in your sphere of influence. And we hope that as you hear these stories from the church around the world, that it is helping you to step out in faith, to do much for Jesus and to risk much for Jesus in your sphere. Hey, one way you can get involved with those 
those who are risking much for Jesus is by subscribing to our newsletter. Uh, the Full Color newsletter comes out every month and features stories from those who are serving on the front lines in the most restricted areas in the world. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. Also, you can help this podcast by subscribing to it, by sharing it with a friend, or by leaving a comment below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have a question for us, we'd love to answer those questions on the air. Lastly, At Risk Radio and SOM International are crowdfunded ministries. What we mean is that we're supported as you sign up to be a monthly donor or as you buy books in the bookstore, which David always reminds me to tell you that all the books are for a donation, that as you donate for a book, it gets donated for the ministry. And one of the books that's in there is David's new book about India, God's Global Grace Movement. You can find that at the SOM Bookstore, www.spiritofmartyrdom.com. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.